0: the life and situation but again this is why i sound quite jealous of yourself because the way you handle situations becoming a dad i don't want to keep saying it, it's because you are a lot more responsible <laughs> but how do you feel I appreciate going that. that forward how do you think it's going to be going forward do you feel like this will always be the same especially when they get a little bit older and they start to understand and they start to have their mood swings are you does it worry you that that game might disappear because You've watched from my point of view where i went missing for ages in the game. Does it worry you that something similar could happen to yourself?
1: Everything. If I'm going to use one word, it means everything. Because in every aspect of my working life, social life, um, being an active member of your community through, through anything you do, um, to have a positive impact on society is absolutely everything. I think it really makes the world a better place. It makes... Hi everybody, my name's Anis and you're listening to Hashtag Just Talk.
0: Right, hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome back to Hashtag Just Talk. Today's episode 8, we have got Igneez with us. Once again, it's it's a running meme, I should know this guy's second name off by heart. I I could probably write it down before I can say it. But as you guys know, I struggle to say my own name. That e in English that I got you ye- many years ago has come along very well. Before we introduce our guests, I just want to have a big shout out to Comic Relief and Groundwork who are supporting our work to get this podcast out, to support other projects, and support you guys listening it, listening to it. Now, Anise come on, what's the second name I should know by now?
1: Amullah, um, well, uh, but I think you've got a few problems with my first name as well. You seem to stick a z on the end of it. So with no, the it
0: it always uh, be Anes, always.
1: <laughs> It gives
0: yeah, you a bit of style, gonna... you know? No, it'll always come a bit of style. Mate. <laughs> no, none at all. Nah, it's none at all.
1: Good to be good to be here, Rob. No, it is really good to be here.
0: As always, mate. Well, talking about style, how are we gonna uh, how are you gonna keep this style up now? You're part of the uh, dad club.
1: Oh mate, you, you say keep it up as if uh, as if I had any. <laughs> but to be fair, yeah, things I suppose things matter. Um, Becoming a dad um, this week, it, you, know, you start to prioritize things a little bit differently. Um, things that you thought mattered a lot, a lot less, And I don't mind that feeling at all. It's quite nice.
0: Well, yeah, I haven't had the chance to say congratulations to you, E. So here we go live on the pod. Congratulations. I hope you're a proud, you proud much. father.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was. A long time coming, you know. I was up in Liverpool when we got the news that um, my wife was pregnant, and yeah, you know, that kind of sparks us to come back to London. Um, as much as I would love to say it was all about the football being back close, it was the baby yeah. that brought us back. And uh, yeah, we've got a, a lovely baby girl that came to us last week on Saturday. So you know, we're we're almost a week through it, and it's been it's been amazing. Every day has um, been has been great. I've, I've been back at work. I've, but I'm back at work this week as well for two days a week. So, yeah, the last couple of days have been quite difficult because they're long hours away from home. And all I really want to be is at home with with the little one and my wife just uh, enjoying every moment of it.
0: Well, here's me thinking it was me that brought you back.
1: But... <laughs> and these... Rob, that was, our, that was with... our little secret.
0: <laughs> Anyone involved in CSM and who knows CSM and who knows you knows that you're pretty hands-on. I moan at you that you take on too much work and stuff like that. But... My main question for the whole podcast and the reason you've come back today is, how are you finding it? How are you juggling things now?
1: Uh, it's been quite difficult, if, if, if I was being totally honest about it. Um, I think what's helped is last week our two sides didn't have a match. When
0: it comes to your everyday life and your everyday impact, even before we even get into the football stuff, how, are you, how was your mindset? Has it completely changed? Are you finding yourself not stressed, but maybe overthinking things at home or because i was quite scared when i've come at that just little things like putting them to bed is the water even a bath is the water too hot is water too cold How has your day-to-day thinking changed
1: i mean it's that's a tough one rob because you know when you've got so much excitement for something and, and and perhaps this is almost like the only thing i can compare it to i mean it doesn't come close to it but The feeling I get knowing that I can play football on a Sunday morning, you know, earlier on in life, I was playing like five or six times a week. And I got to a point where I was playing once a week on a Sunday. And now that Sunday to play football, it it means so much to me. I look so forward to it. So when a game gets postponed or called off, it just it just kills my weekend mood, which is sad. But that's the feeling of it. So when we found out that you know, my wife was expecting, there was so much excitement. You know, People say that don't tell people after a certain period of time. We told everyone we could. Honestly, it was, um, <laughs> it was so much anticipation towards it. We moved city because of this news. It's, uh, I got a new job because of this move that required me to get a new job back in London. So yeah, there was just so much excitement um, that I didn't have time to feel the burden of responsibility perhaps. And I still feel that excitement um, day-to-day wise. Do I overthink things perhaps a little bit because I'm kind of constantly chasing how to do things and knowing how to do things right um, I'm lucky enough to have my family close by me so you know I've got my mum and dad at home where we've moved back to London to theirs I've got my brother and my sister-in-law there and and they've just got twins as well so those little kind of practices that I've been able to put in place as a new dad I've actually been able to do with my nephew and niece um, already, so that's really, really helpful. So having a close network like, by that you can support on um, is huge. And I suppose that comes back to my point about the football clubs about you know the nice to haves and need to haves. I do the stuff that's not really required. Club, you know, stuff that, you know, Will does on a Saturday, King does on a Sunday, um, with yourself, and then obviously Grant on a on a, on a for the Sunday as well. And the ones that do the legwork that need a football club to run. So. Yeah, it's having a good support network around you, and that's what built this club up to so what it is now after three years, rather than the work that I've done by myself.
0: Inease, but I, I like to think of you as a bit of an aggie chairman. The reason why is because you don't <laughs> leave anything, you don't leave anything unturned, even after games. You're making phone calls, talking to people, and stuff like that. From a from a personal point of view, will that calm down now?
1: You'd like to think so, Rob. But I'd, you know me, I. I suppose I can't make any of those sorts of promises it would be uh, it would be a bit ridiculous of me to make those promises but can you when I was up in Liverpool you know the first thing that I'd want to do on a Sunday afternoon was speak to Rick or yourself to get the the details on the Sunday match I'd be on the phone at grant to get the details on his match you know Saturday evenings I'm calling will find out what's going on at the game I haven't been able to get to many Saturday games already this year I don't think I will for a little bit and so I the evening, I'm going to be on. I want to find out exactly what happened in the game, how it went down. You know, doing things like taking player ratings, which is something we do. You know, all these things that you think, <laughs> why do we do it? And I think that's what makes the club so special to me on a personal level, is that it always runs because of the people we got in such a professional way that it makes it feel like our Premier League, if you know what I mean. You know, it's it's watching match of the day on a Saturday evening. It's almost like we get to experience that on a Saturday evening or a Saturday afternoon and a Sunday morning as well. This is our Wembley, at the end of the day, turn out to Hackney Marshes or West Ham Community Ground pitches. It's everything to us.
0: Anise, I'm, I, I, when I say this, I'm quite jealous because, you know, I kind of put myself in anyone's shoes when they first become a dad. And I didn't really get to become a dad till my son was about, I'd say, six weeks due to the fact of him coming early. But your story is completely different to mine because... You seem like you're looking forward to playing and stuff like that. But we'll save it for another podcast on your own story. But when you are actually playing, are you are you still a lot calmer? Are you able to still do your job properly? Are you still have, are you, you know what I mean. Are you still overthinking stuff even playing, or does the brain fully switch off?
1: No, I think you. Oh, I overthink things in a different way. It's almost like I replace the day to day life stresses, and I don't think they're bad stresses. I think stresses are what make us human. Um, but I take that to the game in a different way. So I've had a couple of really good games in pre-season. was great. But you don't think about it too much. But then when I dwell on it, even like a bad moment in a game, and as someone who's coached as well, you kind of constantly tell your players, forget about that mistake. No, don't worry about it. Think about the next five minutes rather than the previous five minutes. But when you go on the pitch, you can't help it. You know if it's if it's my winger that's has by me a few times in the game i know that's my one-on-one battle that's been lost if that's happened for 10 minutes I'm just, all i can think oh god man, i've kind of screwed up here i've let the team down a little bit especially if a goal comes from it so i do i'm able to kind of uh, not forget about daily life and not everything else but it's almost like i replace <laughs> my daily stresses that i have elsewhere with the new stress that i in the game and yeah, perhaps that's uh, that's been my downfall because you could say I'm a bit out of form. I think it's the fact that you've even taken on a new
0: position. You know, even from when I was a manager, you say about oh, when you've been a coach and that you're easy, you find it easy to manage and stuff like that. I just, I just wasn't, I just wasn't able to switch off from it all, the stress. Even in the power league games that I played with you, you know, they should just be a laugh. I just didn't enjoy it and stuff like that. But I'm glad you. You know, I think you've always been a bit more grown up than me, but I feel like I'm glad you've taken it on as a responsible adult and just dealt with a day to day situation.
1: But, you know, it is, Rob. It's, it, you say that. And I think one of the things that I have I've probably got to change a little bit, you know, I turn up on a Sunday morning and I'm there as a player, you know, and I don't, I try not to tread on anyone's toes with it. You know, that I, I listened to my manager on that Sunday on uh, when we're playing over at Hackney Marshes. But, you know, before the game or after the game, I'm still collecting the subs off the two teams, players, and I'm making sure that's done all right. I'm making sure the team sheets are all done. You know, I've had games that I've got to the point where, you know, I've not even been able to warm up with the players because I'm sorting out refs and the opposition and teams. And perhaps that's to my downfall on the playing side. Um, and having turned the other side of 30 now, I think, you know, probably a couple of years, good few, maybe few years left in the game, I think... I- Concentrate on enjoying enjoying that 90 minutes for what it's worth and not having those other headaches. Not to say I won't do it, but I certainly gotta you know prioritise maybe the reason why I turn up on a Sunday morning is to play.
0: Yeah, I think what you just said is just enjoying that 90 minutes. I think anything that we do in our walk of life, it needs to be enjoyed. So personally, I just weren't enjoying it. I was going into probably harm people not harm people on purpose, but put hard tackling because I couldn't handle the life and situation. But again, this is why I sound quite jealous of yourself because the way you handle situations, becoming a dad, I don't want to keep saying it, it's because you are a lot more responsible. <laughs> but how do you feel I it's appreciate going be that. going forward? How do you think it's going to be going forward? Do you feel like this will always be the same, especially when they get a little bit older and they start to understand and they start to have their mood swings? Are you? Does it worry you that that game might disappear? Because... You've watched from my point of view where i went missing for ages in the game. Does it worry you that something similar could happen to yourself?
1: Uh, I, I suppose so. I suppose it would worry me, but I also accept it as well. I think that at you know, the moment my daughter arrived, it was, well, well, nothing else really matters. Football, in football terms, you know, this is bigger for me. Um, and you, know, you go through your whole life being involved in grassroots football and, you know, you do it as a volunteer and you look so forward to whether it's a Saturday or a Sunday or training or any other game you can get your hands on over at power league. And the moment my daughter arrived, if I was like, well, if it's a matter of missing Saturday or not playing on a Sunday, because you're coming over or we want to do something for a weekend, then cool. That would be even more exciting. And I think that's where my mindset has changed um, quite a bit because I don't think there was many things that would I'd be gutted I'd be devastated if there was a reason for me to miss a game you know and I'd still enjoy going like say there's a wedding or something that I've got to go to. it would be a lot of fun and I would really enjoy it part of me part of me would just be like I'm so gutted I'm not going to football but now I mean this I can't go on Saturday um you know last weekend I was not available for any of the ga- games at all and I just thought it doesn't matter I genuinely did not think I did not think at any moment that it mattered more than my daughter and being around her.
0: Yeah, the thing is, as well, Winnie's like, I feel like I can, I can say this to you because we are good friends, but I'm going to be honest, I think you're a bit of an idiot. You do all this. <laughs> I think it's great. We have some great guests that do the same sort of work as you, but I'll say this to you because you're my friend. You do so much for the football club, you do so much for other clubs. You're always looking for funding, like even for this podcast, you know, this podcast wouldn't be where it is without yourself. But Anise, my question is, you're not getting nothing out of it. So wh- why are you doing it?
1: But I think I think I am. I think I am getting a lot out of it. I find it really rewarding to, you know, do stuff in the community. My background's always been in sport. It's what I teach at university. Um, and I don't enjoy commercial sport. It's you know, I enjoy all sport. But my, real, my my true passion for sport is community sport. I like seeing sport make an impact in people's lives. Especially in your local area. I've grown up in Redbridge playing football in Newham and Hackney and Tower Hamlets and these sorts of areas that I've grown up in. And now. I don't know if you can hear me, mate, but I
0: can't hear you. don't know if you've gone off the app or
1: what. I. No. Any? Yeah, I can hear you. Brilliant. At least we know the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'll just go back to your side. So, Say so your question again, mate. I'll just go from the top. It was just about. Um, I think you're an idiot for doing it. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Okay, let me go three, two. So. It's funny. It's funny you say. That. It's funny you say that. Wait. Let me go again, because I'll be talking over you. It's because um, it's almost what might motivates me. You know, I might lose out on the thing that I really, really enjoy. But that's not to say I don't also enjoy doing the really boring stuff. Like by nature, I'm like a massive geek. So doing those boring bits behind the scenes to see in a football club function. It's not, it's not close to playing. I know that it's not close to playing, but it still gives me an immense amount of satisfaction. And that's one of my reasons for being involved in grassroots football. That's what I love about it is the fact that you can have an impact on five subs, a squad of 25 people, um, knowing that you've set something up for those people to go and do something that they really enjoy which is football and play it um, or coach it or, or manage a team. That's really fulfilling. Um, and, I, and I suppose that's one of my biggest reasons for being involved in grassroots football and any level of community sport. where so my passion for sport is um, not to say that I don't enjoy watching the Premier League, but I mean, here's a, here's a controversial one. If you gave me the option, I could only watch Liverpool play at Anfield or CSM London play over a weekend, I'd be picking CSM London. And that's that's how much I enjoy and love grassroots sport. And it doesn't matter if I'm playing, it doesn't even matter if I'm in the dugout. I would go and sit in the stands or at the side of a park pitch and watch our teams play any of a professional football.
0: It's rather that or you just a bit tight these days. <laughs> <laughs> well those ticket aside, prices are going aside, up and up. Jokes aside, you say stuff about the community and that. other way from CSM, give me, give us an example because I think my downfall is I like to I think but I think people think, know what I know, but obviously this ain't the case of people that don't know you. Give us an example of away from CSM, what you've done.
1: Away from CSM? I mean, is it away from CSM or away from football? Because most of my stuff's always been in football, Rob.
0: I think I think the best example, actually, it still is CSM, but there's
1: a lot of people that are not really involved in the club. Tell us about the Monday night football. In, in Liverpool, um, in a similar sort of setup. so um, we take uh, players that I used to play football with on a Friday night, just a community session that we did, Um, players that want to play 11-a-side football of some kind and maybe they can't be bothered to go play for a team. It's a lot of work going to train and play on a match day, but they want some sort of competitive football. So I invite um, a group of lads to come to play. Uh, We have two captains each week that change, that pick their teams. So there's a different 11 versus a different 11 every Monday. Um, And each week they just pick up points. So towards a league, that's called the players' leagues. So let's say I'm a captain you rob my 11 versus your 11 and your 11 you know wins 2-0 that's three points to everyone that played on your team and then a plus two goal difference but then the next week two different captains two different teams and you just keep racking up points and what we wanted to do with that is make a community setup um, it was really important we've got a few rules but the number one rule is all ability is welcome because there's people that want to play football that may not consider themselves good enough to play for a team so why should they be denied the opportunity to go play somewhere Maybe there's a lot of pressure to do competitive football playing in a league setup. Maybe it's the, the time of day it, that it is. So it gives people a chance to go and get involved in football, keep playing, keep fit by playing at least once a week and still have that little competitive touch to it. Um, and, it's been, you know, we've been doing it for eight weeks now um, and I love it, honestly. And some weeks, you know, I make myself available to play. But it's, again, one of those scenarios, Rob, if there is tw- People and I've put myself in that twenty-two. And another person comes on, and says, "Oh, is there a spot for me?" I'll always give them my spot because I want to see people, you know, Sunday night. These are the opportunities I have as young, and I feel like I'm on the tail end of what I can experience playing-wise in football. So when these young people come and they want to take, they want a taste of what we're doing, then it's better to give them a taste early on so that they can, you know, keep it going for a longer period of time.
0: Brilliant stuff. Well, I say, brilliant stuff. Let's let's move on to the more the more interesting stuff that people are here for. They're for they're here for Anise, you know, enough about the community work, enough about what you do here and there, <laughs> enough about the personal life and ease. Let's talk about grassroots Sunday league and ease. When I first met you, you played center mid. I took over sporting loft. I tried to bring you in as probably my captain and me center mid, but obviously things got quite serious, quite quick. So we moved on as my assistant manager. So, Tell me about Sunday League and What's
1: the perfect position? Oh, I mean, when I grew up, I was a striker. and I was playing Saturday League football. And not a lot of people know that because that period of my life didn't last too long. Um, I was a bit of a poacher. And even, even though I was a, I'm a Liverpool fan, one of the um, strikers I used to story, I just thought it was amazing how he had a knack of turning up in exactly the right spot at the right time. Um, and that's an art form in itself. I I really loved the way he was a striker, but I was very, very fit when I was younger, and I played a lot of teams that had very unfit people, such as the nature of Sunday League. So I played for FC Hamlets uh, on a Sunday, and I was made captain in centre midfield there. Um, So it it was new to me at the time, but I think over the years I've got more and more unfit, and honestly, Rob, probably a bit late, I'd turn up on a Sunday, and I think centre mid's the hardest position on the pitch. To have that, Constant look over your shoulder, looking around, painting the picture. If I'm honest, I can't be bothered to do it anymore, Rob. So um, I spent about six months injured and went to play in defence. I played a few games at centre back and a few and games at full back. I really enjoyed it, mainly because of that laziness. I don't have to look around so much. I can just see the whole game in front of me. Um, so these days, yeah, I kind of model myself as a, as a as a buccaneer in fullback, but. Um, only losing Samler and to be doing multiple 80-yard runs up that pitch. But, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I love defending. You know, I, I find a block really satisfying. I find a tackle satisfying. Um, so, yeah, that's me on, on a grassroots Sunday league. I used to be a bit of a wind-up, Rob, I'm honest. I enjoy winding up opponents, but I think I've got bored of that as well. I just, I like seeing people play football too much. So, I love having a chat with the opposition, you know, not even to wind them up, just to see how the season's going. You know, if they've been them and you know, if come win, lose or draw, I wanna win every game, but I'm gonna go home happy that I've played a game of football.
0: You lost me at striker, mate. I won't lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: oh mate, I was I was I was top scorer for me. An actual striker who think- I think he took about seven games to overtake my half season haul. I was like, I'm done with being a striker now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of the lies. This uh <laughs> these <laughs> the community work We've spoken about so much we've actually run out of time to hear about them goals not that we all want to hear about them goals anyway but Anise I always end every single podcast with one question and you've moaned at me because I haven't asked it to a few guests so I hope you've got <laughs> yeah, answer what does grassroots football mean to you?
1: Everything if I'm going to use one word it means everything because in every aspect of my working life social life um, being an active member of your community through football through anything you do um to have a positive impact on society is absolutely everything i think it, it makes the world a better place it makes the borough you live the street you live in a much much better place for it if it's something as simple as not chucking litter out while you're having something to eat or drink it just makes that place feel like a nicer place something as simple as that just gives me immense satisfaction so you know grassroots community what does it mean to me i mean mate absolute fantastic answer
0: Right, guys, that has been Episode 7 of Hashtag Just Talk. I really hope you enjoyed it. Anise, thanks for joining us.
1: Pleasure. Thank, Thank you for that- having me on, Rob.
0: Right, guys, thanks for listening and Peace. <laughs>